the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. See Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO, Minneapolis. 20 years of intelligent talk. With SRN News, I'm Jeremy House in Washington. Standing in front of the Capitol, President Biden paid tribute today to fallen police officers. Speaking at the 40th Annual National Peace Officers Memorial Service, Mr. Biden said the public doesn't fully understand what we expect of our law enforcement officers. We expect everything of you. And it's beyond the capacity of anyone to meet the total expectations. The service was in remembrance of the 491 law enforcement officers who died in the line of duty in 2019 and 2020. Also on SRNews.com, as traffic fatalities spiked during the pandemic, the federal agency in charge of auto safety is struggling with a growing backlog of safety rules ordered by Congress that are years overdue and estimated to save thousands of lives. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, Democrats in Congress continue their efforts to push a massive spending bill. The more people learn about this bill, the more the support for it drops. Join us for our program and sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot. Glad to have you along today. It's looking pretty nice. Sunny and a high of 61. Sunny and a high of 67 tomorrow. Our October Regnery Book of the Month is debunking the 1619 Project, exposing the plan to divide America by Mary Graybar. Register to win a copy of the book by signing up now at the Freedom Fan Club at am1280thepatriot.com. Regnery Publishing is a division of Salem Media Group. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's been said the pen is mightier than the sword. In that case, surely a microphone is immeasurably more powerful. It conveys greater nuance and subtlety in tone and intent, especially when wielded by a true professional from the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Check, check, one, two. Is this thing on? Here with razor-sharp wit and blunt commentary on the two-edged blade that is policy and politics, it's the Jack Tomzak Show. Good afternoon, Twin Cities. Up and let's go. I'm Jack Tomzak. Welcome to the show. Quite the quite the day planned for today. At 4 o'clock, I'm going to have uh, Danny Thomas in. Not that Danny Thomas. Uh, local... Uh, political provocateur Danny Thomas in to talk about uh, whether or not this country is headed toward a national divorce. At the bottom of uh, the 3 o'clock hour at 3.30, I'll have Will Rolfe in. He's a property manager in St. Paul. And to talk about the uh, rent control ballot measure that uh, St. Paul citizens are going to have to make a decision on. Uh, if you don't have time to listen, I'm just going to tell you it's a bad idea. It's like a really bad idea. And it'll do the opposite of what the people who are for it think it'll do. But now we have in studio one of the Republican Attorney General candidates and the only uh, former BMX champion in the Attorney General race, Dennis Smith. Hi, Dennis. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. When's the last time we talked? Months. Early, Early June. Oh, it's been quite some time. So... How is your race for attorney general going? What has happened from June till now? What have you learned? How are things? Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on your show. No problem. It's been, it's been a great experience. I have seen um, so much of the state, uh, 44 counties uh, we've been in um, since we were here last. And, um, you know, from, from the concerns of Minnesotans, we're seeing just the level of concern about crime. Uh, people... You know, whether crime is impacting their neighborhood or not, they're concerned about the image of our state and and what is happening. You know, we're 
we're just a few, well, we're on pace. Um, remember in 1995 when Time Magazine dubbed our city Murderapolis? Mm-hmm. And we're on pace for that. And that's an embarrassment, and that's that's absolutely unacceptable. And our current attorney general is not doing enough um, to make that uh, to make that better. And I'm seeing people's frustration with that. So under, boy, let's see, um, Mike Hatch, probably before Mike Hatch, but certainly Mike Hatch, Laurie Swanson, um, who's the attorney general now? The guy from Minneapolis, Keith Ellison. The, uh, the, <laughs> like the mission of the attorney general's office has been to go after businesses that run afoul of the law or might run afoul of the law and also lefty activism. Uh, we have not had an attorney general in the state who has focused on crime or at least made that part of the like the public persona. What is the attorney general's job uh, regarding crime in the state? Yeah, it's it's really to be the uh, the chief law enforcement officer. And that's where we see just a dereliction of duty by the current attorney general. And public safety is at the core of our human existence. What does that mean, the uh, the, the top law enforcement official? like Is the, is the attorney general supposed to be um, kicking down doors and arresting people? Is the attorney general supposed to be the one prosecuting certain crimes? What is the What would you do differently in that role to make a law enforcement, a, a crime, a, a higher priority? Yeah, the... the, the if I could boil it down to one point, mm-hmm. it'd be to support the police. Okay. Um, they don't feel supported. I'm talking to police organizations across this state, everywhere I go. And the universal theme, whether it's in Minneapolis, St. Paul, one of our great suburbs, or any of our other um, uh, great um, 85 counties throughout our state, and they're not feeling supported. And and that has a diminishing impact on the everyday, you know, every day an officer goes out, they don't know if they're coming home at night. Mm-hmm. And when they don't feel supported, that, that's why we have a 30% reduction of police officers um, in Minneapolis. I mean, certainly there's a funding issue and they're struggling with that. Mm-hmm. But we can't have the attorney general trying to change the language to, to take apart the police department and to give the power to the city, to the to city council, uh, of which obviously his son sits on. I mean, the police need to know that the public has their back, and mm-hmm. right now we don't, and that will change when I'm attorney general. So it's is it a the attorney general can be more like vocally supportive, or is there um, like actual technical nuts and bolts things the attorney general can do to be more supportive of the police? Yes, uh, both. It, there is it is it is a vocal support uh, a part of it. Absolutely, um, they need to feel that, but also they need to know that. Um, that when when something uh, happens that shouldn't when they're a police officer, that things are going to be handled correctly. Okay. Um, people need to know that and they need to know that they're going to be fair trials um, and that uh, the, and that there's going to be the right infrastructure in place to support everything that they're supposed to be doing as a police officer. So Minneapolis is a mess in many ways. And as you mentioned earlier, it is it is on it's becoming murderapolis again. What can what can be done by the attorney general or at the state level to fix this? I think the people in Minneapolis don't like that there's a pile of murders every week, uh, but I don't think that the that the council is 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 all that perturbed by it, which just blows my mind. And for those of us on the outside of Minneapolis who want Minneapolis to do better like i don't know like i don't know what i can do to affect minneapolis um what how does the attorney general reduce crime in a city yeah and it isn't just the uh it isn't just uh the 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 shootings that you're talking about i mean it's it's you know people have a fear a genuine fear about going out on the street or going to a restaurant in downtown minneapolis and in many other parts of our state as well but when we're having little kids shot in their bed as they lay asleep at night at 3 a.m if that isn't a crisis point for what the hell is going on out there, mm-hmm. I don't know what is. I'm a victim of a violent crime. I had a gun put to my head in May of 2017 when I worked at the Capitol on Grand Avenue walking back to my car. And I know the fear that our fellow residents in St. Paul and Minneapolis are feeling every single day. Um, and that needs to change. Tell me more about this this getting a gun pulled on you incident. 
Yeah, it was. What did you do? It was. Um, uh, I was calm. No, what did you do to deserve it? I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> Jack. <laughs> what? <laughs> Levity. Uh, what did like how how to go down? Yeah. So I was uh, after a long day at the Capitol. It was near the end of session. Uh, I had dinner with colleagues on Grand Avenue, and I was walking back to my car at 10:30, and a criminal approached me and put a gun to my head and mugged me. And I remained calm and uh, I complied and I escaped that without any physical harm. Mm -hmm. But the emotional harm, no, that I've carried that. And it's funny how you don't react how you think you would react in that situation. I had a gun uh, pulled on me once or it was a magic marker or it was a tube of lipstick. I don't know. It was in his coat, but I believed it was a gun. And uh, prior to that point, I figured I would just... uh, Handle that situation with my fists. I didn't. I was. I just like. I did not react at all how I thought. Um, I didn't wet myself, but it was. It was scary. Yeah. And I complied. And it was. It was the. It was the most bizarre. One of the most bizarre experiences I've ever felt. It's. It's something you're not prepared for, and right. not something people should have to go through. Right. No, I agree. But how you handle uh, yourself in intense pressure situations, I think, um, you know, speaks to, uh, you know how you handle yourself and others and, and remaining calm. And that's the kind of temperament we need from the attorney general, someone who's not going to overreact, uh, someone who's going to be calm and be that presence of strength and to help get through that situation and, and bringing it back to the state, help our state get through this crisis. And I'm that person. Have you done much campaigning in Minneapolis? I have. Yes. Really? Good. Yes. Um, Republicans don't typically campaign in Minneapolis or St. Minneapolis or St. Paul, and then we lose statewide races because we don't do that. Yeah. So I'm glad that you're doing that. How's the right. reaction been? Well, it's been outstanding, and there is um, there's a real uh, thirst out there by by people for uh, for Republicans for winning a statewide race, mm-hmm. and they see how we're doing things differently in a way where we're going to win. And they're very excited about that. But independents and Democrats like the idea of an attorney general who's reasonable and thoughtful and tough and fair. When you're in Minneapolis, are you are you door knocking? Are you meeting with community leaders? Are you meeting with with existing pockets of Republicans or are you uh, are you out there talking to people who maybe have never voted Republican before and are fed up three out of the four? Um, community leaders, uh, pockets of Republicans and people who've never voted for a Republican before. And it is really exciting how our campaign is being received by people who I would, I know have told me they've never voted for a Republican before, but the last time, the last time we had an attorney general race, we had two candidates that were both so extreme that people had nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. And I'm that, that presence where I, I'm a unifier and, that is what we're seeing out there in the campaign trail. Does a like one of the things that extreme candidates do is they they rile up their base to drive turnout, and that's why people do it. That's why people run to the edges because they can they can get people who already agree with them. The thinking is they get them enthused enough where they will, uh, I don't know, vote harder. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Vote twice. I don't know why. Why we do it, uh, but but it's to make sure that our that your people on your side come out, and being a being calm and reasonable doesn't often get people fired up enough to make sure they're voting and that they're dragging their family out right. there with them. Is that a concern? Like at some point, yeah. like do you run to the right to make sure that your people turn out? Yeah, or at least they I'm, clap harder when you're giving speeches. Yeah, applause doesn't. Um, um, I'm not interested in applause. I'm interested in helping Minnesota and I'm running for Minnesota. Do you know how many statewide elections the Republicans have lost in a row? All of them. Uh, no, not all of them, but a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, well, since, since uh, what, plenty in 06. Yeah. So 25 times Republicans have done what you're saying and we've lost. It's time to do something different. And we're making that difference. Do you know how long it's been, Jack, since a Republican has been elected the Attorney General of Minnesota? Uh, 1972. One before that. 
70? 1966 was okay. the last time a Republican was elected. 56 years. Coincidentally, the year I was born. And uh, and this next year, it's going to be different. We're going to Minnesota will elect its first Republican. Let's uh, we'll pick up on that on the other side, because there's something we've won secretary of state's office in that time. We've won the governor's office in that time. What is it about the attorney general's office that somehow prevents us from winning? I am talking with Dennis Smith. He is a Republican candidate for the attorney general's spot. And you should call in, ask him a question. 651-289-4488. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-860-4610. 800-860-4610. That's 800-860-4614. Want to enroll your child in Christian school for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com has joined with area private schools to offer half-price tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Got inflation? Not at PJ's Appliance Outlet. Every day your dollar will buy 40 to 70% more at PJ's Appliance. Hi, this is PJ. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores. How? By simply providing over-the-top customer service and great quality products at unbeatable prices. PJ's Appliance Outlet has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. You'll save hundreds, even thousands of dollars on brand new name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers and dryers and dishwashers from trusted brands like LG, Electrolux, Whirlpool, Frigidaire and many more. We're also the exclusive dealer for the Ilve handmade Italian stoves that you see on the DIY TV shows. Don't pay inflated prices for name brand appliances. Take the short drive to save big, big dollars at PJ's Appliance Outlet. Visit our easy-to-get-to Plymouth showroom today or find us online at pjsappliantsoutlet.com. That's pjsappliantsoutlet.com, where every deal is a steal. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. Welcome back to the Jack Tomczak Show. I'm Jack Tomczak talking with Dennis Smith. He is a Republican candidate for the Attorney General spot, a seat uh, currently occupied by Keith Ellison. Uh, Dennis, what is your website? DennisSmith.org. DennisSmith.org. All right. I forgot what I said we were going to come back and talk about, so I'm going to ask you the question that I wrote down. Uh, I was talking to a buddy, and a buddy who pays closer attention to things than I do. And crime seems to be the issue of the day. Do does that does the fact that Minneapolis is becoming murderapolis do, does that affect how let's say CD three voters vote or how they think? Like the crime happening in Minneapolis is not happening in Plymouth or Maple Grove, um, but does that? Is crime still going to be the top priority for voters um, 
come November or now. No, it, it is. It, it is going to be. Public safety is the top issue, and it will continue to be because while the murders and the shootings are happening in Minneapolis proper, it's impacting us in a variety of ways. Um, one of which is my son, who's a student, uh, Buck, at the University of Minnesota. He was on campus this summer in, on, at Dinkytown, and after a long day of studying, I'm sure, um, he went out to a local bar for a beer at the end of the night, and they the doors were frozen. They were locked, and they said no one can leave in and out because there was gang shooting outside the front door of the bar Jeez. in Dinkytown. That's nuts. That's just Every, nuts. Yeah, this is this, and so, uh, and it wasn't one person. There was five, Jack. There was five shootings outside in Dinkytown on Main Street, and then after forty five minutes, they said. We're going to close the bar. Everyone get home safely. The police said the area is secure. Okay. So it's not, you know, it wasn't just my son. Mm-hmm. It was all of our children at the University of Minnesota. It's everywhere. It's you, you're, you're hesitant to go downtown Minneapolis. You hear constantly, not just of the shootings, but of the carjackings, all the crime that's not even being reported. But realistically, if you look at the numbers, all crime throughout our state is up. Yeah. And there's repeat offenders out because our judges are not going through uh, their docket and they're using COVID as a reason why they're not going through our docket. Um, and there's repeat of criminals out on the street when they should be behind bars. So I'm not a lawyer. Explain to me, and you are, explain to me how, like, like what that means. Uh, judges aren't going through their docket because of the COVID and yeah. thus people are not in jail. Yeah, there's a stack of cases that judges aren't hearing. It's not getting to them. They're so. just not getting to them. Okay. And, and through COVID, we learned that um, Zooming and teleconferencing can be more, makes every industry more productive except, except our judicial system. And it's not right. And they need to get through their cases. Um, and if there's a legitimate concern about uh, or issue with funding, then they need to get the funding because repeat criminals are on our streets. That is a portion of what the crime that's going on, not just in Minneapolis, but throughout the entire state. All right. If you've got a question for Dennis Smith, Republican candidate for attorney general, give us a call 651-289-4488. That's 651-289-4488. Let's go to Kurt in Minneapolis. Has a question about Keith Ellison. Hey, Kurt. Uh, hey, guys, how are you? Thank you, Dennis Smith, for what you're doing, trying to put forth a, um, all the right issues. And I, and I, if I can just elaborate, I will get to a question. But Thank you, you, just to recap the last segment, you make all the right points about, about crime. Um, I live in South Minneapolis. I'm a landlord. I own property in Uptown, real estate agent as well. Um, at some point, there is going to be... Uh, uh, exodus issues. Now, I'm filling in my places and houses are selling. Um, but I think you were right. This goes on for another year and we're in real trouble. And what might help you at the competitive edge, and you started to hit on it, is how Keith Ellison has taken activist role kind of non-traditionally. And uh, I know, and maybe you can expound on this, he has pressured these city attorneys or at least the sheriffs with this no-cash bail and I don't think Minnesotans hear it from the media. They wonder, with this no-cash bail and car theft, why carjackings are up. And I, there, I have to believe there is a correlation. I don't know all the numbers, but um, I think, especially out states, it would just surprise me Keith Ellison never got elected. And I think that the crime and safety is a big issue. And he's making it worse with leniency in, um, in cash bail, is my, my opinion. Thank you. And maybe you could expound on the, the, the cash bail situation. Thanks, Kurt. Appreciate it. Dennis? That is true. Um, it, we're not holding our criminals accountable, not only in the courtroom, but also before they get there. And criminals are being let out, um, and it's with no cash bail. And What is that? It means that in— when, does, it, does it mean exactly what it sounds like? Yes. Okay. It does, yes. Now, is that for violent crimes, too? Because I, uh, from my time working at Americans for Prosperity, I'm kind of looking at, at the criminal justice system a little differently. I, I'm— I'm not saying I'm for leniency, but I but I think that sometimes people get busted for like a little bit of pot and then that funnels them into the criminal justice system that they never get out of. And I don't I don't think that's good for anybody. Right. And that's where we we need reform. The answer is nuanced for those 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 victimless crimes, like you just said, Mm -hmm. low levels marijuana. Yep. That. That should not be – we need to refine our judicial system in that context. But the bail and the punishment should be stronger for people who are hurting people. Absolutely. And we – it seems like every week a case uh, is comes out where 
somebody was involved in a shooting. Turns out they were on bail from a shooting uh, from three months ago that a judge let them out. And you know what we're going to see from this is the last election, I believe there was 43 Hennepin County judges ran. All of them were uncontested. No one contested them. And I think as a part of electing the first Republican attorney general in 56 years, I think we're going to see judges actually challenged to because that is a part of this problem that we're having. I've been involved in Minnesota politics for over no for 25 years. And every time I get to judges on the ballot, I have no idea who to vote for. And I'm, I'm plugged in enough or not enough, apparently. And I don't know. How do we change that? How do we how do we make people pay get people to pay more attention to uh, judge races? How do we how do we fill uh, candidate spots? Make sure that that bad judges are 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 not uncontested. I get this question surprisingly a lot when I've been visiting my 44 counties Um, and because people are concerned about it and they say, what else can we do to help? And I talk about the judges and they say, well, how do we how do we get them? And I quote, you everyone knows an attorney. Yep. You know, sometimes yep. people, you know, would prefer that they know less of them, but mm-hmm. yeah, everyone the knows an attorney. So find an attorney that's of conservative thinking and go ask them to run for judge. But then this is the part where Republicans maybe don't do very well on is that we don't support them. We need to say, we're going to support you. We're going to help you. Um, and then we as a party and as the friend group need to support that person um, so they can get elected because that is a very important part of this. Yeah. Uh Mitch Berg's show, just before my show, was talking about school board races, and that's another area where uh, the Republican Party as an institution and we Republicans as as human beings have dropped the ball on, and the Democrats have have run roughshod over school boards, and they they own that arena, and these are two areas where we need to do a lot better if we we want a, a chance at changing the trajectory of Minnesota. Right. So I figured out the question that I was going to ask. Yes. Um, oh, wait, we'll take Georgia in St. Paul first. Uh, Georgia, you're on the Jack Tomczak show on AM twelve eight of the Patriot. Hi, Jack. Hi, Dennis. Don't say that in an hey. airport. Hi, Jack. That's my hijack <laughs> joke. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, Dennis, you uh, made the statement, I believe, that uh, in 2018, both candidates were extreme, and I'm assuming you mean Doug Wardlow as the Republican candidate, and I'm just wondering, since you will probably be, um, you and he will probably be trying to win the endorsement, how are you seeing things differently? What would you do differently or say differently than Doug Wardlow? Thanks, Georgia. Yeah, thanks thanks for the call. I I think, uh, take a look at my campaign. Go to DennisSmith.org. Follow me on social media. I think you're going to see a type of campaign um, that projects optimism and hope for the future. It's not based in fear. Uh, it's not it's not based in 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 a narrative that I don't think Minnesota uh, wants to do again because that didn't work for us in 2018. Um, just this past week, uh, there was an attack by my opponent, and yeah, as everyone who follows politics, you know that when you're attacked by your opponent, you know you're doing something right. Um, and I don't think they like this um, this type of optimism and the type of excitement that our campaign has. There really is something going on out there, and it's very fun to be part now, of. Now, uh, Doug would would counter with that that in 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 2018 he got the most votes any Republican candidate has ever gotten and in the state. And you know what else? That he lost. That's true. So there's no trophies for second place in politics. That is true. All right. Uh, the question was: Why haven't Republicans won the attorney general spot since 1966? I, was there even party identifiers in 1966? Oh, oh no, there was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Douglas Head was the last Republican attorney general. And I think it's a variety of things. It's uh, speaking to the issues and Minnesotans in a way that allows them to identify with the attorney general office and gives them a purpose to vote for it. I think the COVID and the uh, race relations and the riots and the problems we're having in our state right now with the police are giving people uh, an opportunity to look at the attorney general role in a way that they haven't. But in our campaign is reaching out and speaking to people. We went north. We were in Beaver Bay, my campaign, and they said, we haven't seen a Republican statewide candidate north of Duluth ever, ever. I believe them. And they were so excited we came and listened to them 
they baked me that. They said, the organizer called me and said, I want to bake you a pie, Dennis. Nice. What, what's your favorite pie? And I said, triple berry. They made me a triple berry pie, vodka crust, which was great. Vodka and, crust. Yes. That's and, another show entirely. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And it's, so that's what our campaign is doing. We're going to all parts of the state, listening to people, telling them the attorney general race is important. And that's why we're going to win. All right. Thanks for coming in, Dennis Smith. I appreciate it. Republican candidate for Attorney General, your website, DennisSmith.org. Again, that is DennisSmith.org. When we come back, I'm going to have Will Rolfe in studio. He's a uh, St. Paul property manager talking about the St. Paul rent control ballot measure. One listener that stands out that I work with was this older couple that was interested in refinancing. They reached out to a few different lenders and, you know, their credit wasn't the best. I know some of these other bigger banks, you just won't hear back from them, which I cannot stand. Not everybody has the 780 credit scores and just because you don't qualify at one time doesn't mean that you'll never qualify. I'll walk you through what you have to do, whether it's two, three, six months from now. Back to that older couple, we worked with them for months and months to improve their credit. And we were able to get the loan done. We were saving them hundreds each month, thousands of dollars a year. Finally got themselves into a situation financially that they can handle and they could start saving money each month for retirement. End of the day, they just could not be happier, which just put a huge smile on my face. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park Road, Meadow, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Total or corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. This entertainment answer brought to you by Exergen. Is that sleigh bells in October? Must be Hallmark Channel's Countdown to Christmas, which premieres October 22nd. With you, me, and the Christmas trees, boyfriends of Christmas past, and the Santa stakeout. Then three new original movies follow every weekend. I could lie and say my wife will make me watch them all, but if I'm honest, I have to admit that I enjoy them as much as anybody. There's something about the Hallmark formula that just really works. For more information on Hallmark Channel's Countdown to Christmas, head over to theentertainmentanswer.com. Hi, John Wichko here, owner of Advantage Autoglass. I'd like to talk local, Minnesota local. I was born and raised right here in Rosemont and have spent my entire life in Minnesota. I'm proud that we're a local family-owned company. It really frosts me when national glass companies based in other states and owned by a foreign conglomerate try to say they're local. Advantage Autoglass has been local, Minnesota local for over 20 years. We'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives and we'll fix your chipped or cracked windshield right the first time. Advantage Autoglass has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and we're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. If you call your agent or claims line first, make sure to tell them you want to work with Advantage Autoglass, your real local, Minnesota local installer, and no one else. Or you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Welcome back to the Jack Tomczak Show. We just think about it, Dennis Smith. And I would say hello to Will Rolf. He's a realtor in St. Paul. And Will, I found you on Facebook and invited you on based on things you said in a comment section. So you may be an absolute lunatic, and this could be like a career ender for me. So let's, uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. All right, let's turn that a little closer to your face. All right. The St. Paul ballot measure for rent control. Explain. Okay, so how far back do you want me to go? Um, as far back as you think is necessary. Okay, so um, <clears throat> there's there's this group called Hens, and uh, they put together this this uh, statute, and then they went and got some signatures and put it on the ballot. So there wasn't any input from 
the city council or the mayor's office or, or the community in general. This I'm, is just something that these people came up with and, and got enough signatures to put it on the ballot. Yep, I'm familiar with the process. <clears throat> so then um, they – Let me back up. What yeah. What is the – what are they asking for in the ballot oh, yeah. measure? Like, That's, what is the right. the decision the voters are going to have to make? It's okay. it's to cap mm-hmm. rent. It's yeah. So so it caps rent increases for every unit in the city at three percent. Okay, and then it includes vacancies. So when when there's a turnover, when the unit's re rented, um, the rent still can only be raised that three percent every year. And the, the 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 idea behind it is to keep rents from getting high, to keep so, so they're more affordable for uh-huh. regular people, whatever that means. Right. Um. So life is is like that part of life is not super difficult. Like I I understand, I think where their heart is. They don't want rent to get crazy expensive for people and to drive people out of where they're living. Right. Right? Well, of the 50 major metropolitan areas, uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul is near the bottom for rent increases. Just because there isn't a problem does not mean we shouldn't try to find a solution that would make problems worse. Well, what what this group is saying is that um, some low-income residents have gotten exorbitant rent increases. And okay. they, uh, the the person who, who did the study, uh, he's a professor at the U Getz in the in the Tribune, he said that um, it's a very small number of uh, people who've been affected by these large rent increases. He he actually said that that what they're aiming at is protect this small number of people, but uh, he doesn't have any – what he says is that it's not a very big part of the market. So they're they're going to do this rent control. It's going to apply to new construction, uh, vacant units, and, and every every rental property in the city, including like small duplexes. Like if you live in your duplex, you can't raise your tenant's rent, that kind of thing. How do they police that? I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, they'll have to – I think they may require you to report your rents. Like they'll have a, a form, like they'll send out to every landlord, and you'll have to report your rents. Okay. What you said that of the top fifty metropolitan areas, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul is near the bottom in terms of, of rental increases. Rental increases. Yeah. What percentage? Do you well, know the about? average over the last twenty at? years has been, I believe, one point six percent. One point six percent, which Annual. is which, that's like half. Of the three percent cap right. that this measure would mm-hmm. would put on it, um, and that's the same as the rate of inflation is about the same. So rents have kept pace with inflation in the Twin Cities. And isn't from a from a tenant's point of view, I mean, apart from rent being free, that's like the best you can hope for is that it's keeping pace with inflation, which means that it's not actually increasing. It's as far as like a percentage of what your income is, like that part staying the mm-hmm. same, and that's. That's like the best you can hope for. Right. Well, the the people who are in favor of this, they say the same thing that you're saying. Um, but um, they're concerned about this small group of people who have gotten these, what they say are exorbitant increases. How small is that group of people? I haven't found any figures for that. <laughs> it's all anecdotal on their, in their information. So I'm going to – like that can mean anything. Like if you if, uh-huh. if you're your small group, like if if you have an apartment that you're renting to somebody and you make drastic improvements to it and then raise the rent because it's a much better place than it was before and you have to pay off the improvements you just made, that would qualify as a, a huge increase percentage wise in rent and part of a small right. group of people. But that like that that incident should not determine or govern all the rents in St. Paul. Exactly. Well, yeah. what so what what they're going to do is they'll have um a, some board and if you want to improve your apartment, you'll have to uh make application to the board to improve your apartment and raise the rent. 
And so the, the city is going to be able to decide who can remodel their apartments and who can't. Say that again. <laughs> if, if you want to remodel your apartment as a, as a, as a housing provider and uh, raise the rent after you remodel the apartment, you will have to ask the city permission to do that under this statute. That's nuts. As a uh, and and everybody who's listening right now to the show on the radio is it leans my way politically, uh-huh. and they also think that's nuts um, because government is not good at things, and they shouldn't be. You shouldn't have to clear what you're doing with your property, um, especially rent, with the government. Uh, Will are you, are you a uh, you a reliable Republican voter? Uh, I, I tend to vote Democrat. Stop I, booing. The, we can't even hear you. You're in your cars. The, I think the last Republican I voted for was Durenberger or Carlson. That was a while ago. Yeah. So the fact that you as a Democrat are seeing this as as the bad thing that it is, uh, that gives me hope. Well, the city council. So um, there, there are seven members of the St. Paul City Council. They're okay. all obviously liberal Democrats. Yep. They're not... I don't think there are any moderates on the council. Okay. Maybe uh, the guy from Highland Park, you could call a moderate. I mean, and, I probably wouldn't call him a moderate, but I right, could, like, okay. maybe the other people on the council would call him a moderate. So um, four of them have come out against the statute. They've stated publicly that they will vote no and they oppose the statute. Okay. Um, one is neutral, and I think that's because she's afraid of a challenge to the left of her. And then there are two... Uh, two council members who support the statute, but they're also the ones who propose defunding the police in St. Paul. So they're huh. they're a little more radical than most St. Paul Democrats. So looking at the and I found you through the the Highland Park neighborhood Facebook group, which I don't really know, remember how I got involved in that, uh-huh. but it's a at, from my perspective as a as a conservative libertarian Republican guy, that place is just hilarious. Um, <laughs> But but look at a lot of the commenters. It's it seems like the, this is is popular, even though like the 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 the, it's, the it's, liberal city council is against it. it. Like in this little Facebook group, which by no means is a scientific poll, it it seems like this measure is popular, and it's right. clearly a terrible idea. Well, there's a lot of misinformation uh, on the being, internet. Well, being spread by the the proponents. I don't. Did you see? I, I had an op-ed in the Star Tribune. La di da. Last, uh, I guess it was on the sixth. I think okay. the fifth or the sixth, and it, it was entitled um, "Let's Not Relive the Rent Control Nightmares Other Cities Have Experienced." What are the rent control nightmares that other cities have experienced? Well, I'm glad you asked. So, so the I think the biggest thing the proponents of the law have said that. Um, Rent control doesn't affect property values. And and they said that they studied the city of Cambridge, for instance, to, to Massachusetts. Yeah, and Cambridge is interesting because uh, Cambridge had rent control for 25 years from 1970 to 94, I think. Okay. And then in 94, um, the state of Massachusetts had a referendum and the voters rejected rent control statewide. But okay. there were really it was just Boston and Cambridge and some other city that were affected by that. All right. So so Cambridge had twenty five years with rent control, and then um, and then they had you know another twenty five years without rent control. So MIT did a study uh, sometime in the late nineties, I believe. Okay. And what they found was that uh, once rent control was lifted, there was a two billion dollar increase in property values that was attributable to rent control being lifted. So clearly rent control did contribute to clearly, property values. Clearly, $2 billion. Cambridge is about a third the size of St. Paul. So $2 billion is a, is a big number. So from the, uh, the government is, is a good thing and taxes are a good thing perspective, mm-hmm. with a $2 billion increase in property values, your property tax taxes That's a big go up. switch in yeah. the tax base. Yeah. That's maybe I don't know. I, I'm not sure what the mill. I think the mill rates are around four percent for apartments, and that's that's a big number. So even if you are a uh, a big government lefty who likes uh, taxes, like you should be against this because it it 
it reduces the amount of property taxes brought into Well, if, if you're civically minded. That's one way to put it. If you're civically minded, you might want to see the, the finances of the cities. And, and that was a big problem in New York City. So that rent control depressed property values. And there were other things like crime. It wasn't just rent control. All right. We're going to take a very quick break, and we're going to come back and talk about this. If you've got questions for Will Rolf, who's a realtor in St. Paul, we're talking about the rent control measures going to be on the ballot in St. Paul. Give us a call at 651-289-4488. AM1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free odyssey app are you responsible for a fleet of vehicles do you own a landscaping snow plowing hvac or service company if you answered yes you need to check out full service battery full service battery is a local company that focuses on anything and everything battery they understand how vital a battery can be in minnesota's climate see for yourself why full service battery may be the best kept secret in the twin cities huge inventory expert advice full service everyday low pricing Go to FullServiceBattery.com. That's FullServiceBattery.com. You don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living. You're out and about making it happen. And sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork, you know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big, bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at the tax doctor and learn more. 800-917-8546. 800-917-8546. 800-917-8546. That's 800-917-8546. There's a five-letter word that's really important to almost every relationship we're in. That word is trust. We're looking for trust in our personal relationships and our business relationships. And one place we really find trust is in family. Hi, it's Lee Michaels here for United Faith Mortgage. And United Faith Mortgage is a family business, and they will treat you like family. I spent plenty of time on the phone with the team there, and they are fantastic. They care about you. Whether you're looking to refinance or do a cash-out refinance now or down the road, they'll be there, and there's somebody that you can trust. And right now would be a great time to do that cash-out refinance. Home prices have never been higher, and interest rates are still very low. So no matter what you're looking to do with that cash-out refinance, maybe it's just to make yourself a little more comfortable in a tough time. United Faith Mortgage is there to help. And right now, they'll pay your appraisal fee. That's up to $500. For more information, visit them online at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Corp, Melville, New York. NMLS number 1330. Ryan Rick, NMLS number 65233. You can listen to AM 1280 The Patriot on all Amazon Echo devices. Simply ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis, and you'll hear your favorite hosts. This is Dennis Prager, and thanks for listening to me on your Alexa device. Welcome back to the Jack Tomczak Show. I am Jack Tomczak. I'm talking with Will Rolfe. He's a realtor in St. Paul. We're talking about the St. Paul ballot measure that would uh, implement rent control in St. Paul. Is that uh, on the ballot this November? Yep. Okay. The second? Mm-hmm. Okay. If you've got questions, comments, thoughts, 651-289-4488. Again, 651-289-4488. Now, Will, what does... The proponents of this and the proponents of of rent control have always been about helping poor people from rent getting too high, uh, getting away from them. They're they're trying to help poor people. What does rent control actually do to poor people? So um, people who are poor, like you – how am I going to say because like you can't you're not a poor you're probably a great person but people on the lower end of the socioeconomic ladder we like to say low income sure um 
Low-income poor people. So what happens with rent control is that, um, well, first of all, there's no other city in the world that has a statute as restrictive as the St. Paul statute. Okay. And and that's because this statute includes uh, new construction. Right. I was going to say one of the things that that other rent control cities have is that you you get a window with new construction where you're Typically 20 years. So the, the person who paid for the new construction can make their money back because it's a business and that's what you have to do. But right. this proposal doesn't have that. So if you build a new apartment building, you have rent control right away in, in St. Yeah. Paul, which isn't So good luck making your money back and a profit. Right. And the, which will deter people from building uh-huh. new construction in St. Paul. No question it'll deter people from building it, it will end new construction in St. Paul. Yeah. Because people don't build apartment buildings to provide homes for people. They build apartment buildings to make money. Mm? Sure. Okay. So Providing what, homes what, for people might be like, a, like an added benefit, but so it's what, to make money. So the problem with, with no new construction is then as the city grows, there's no apartments added. So uh, the rental market becomes tighter. Okay. And then that creates comp- – and also – this this is a this is just St. Paul. So regionally, we're not going to have rent control. So over a few years, the St. Paul market is going to be a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. So everybody's going to go. Well, I want to get one of those St. Paul rent control departments because it's cheaper. Yep. So over time, affluent people stay there. They get those apartments, or they stay longer. Like it, it, typically, and someone with a good income, they'll they'll rent for a couple years. And then they'll buy a house yes. or a condo or whatever. In rent-controlled cities, those people stay much longer, like 10 years instead of a couple years in their apartment or even 20 years. And that makes it tougher. And then this statute applies to vacancies too. So the landlord can't raise the rent when it's vacant. So when someone moves out, there could potentially be 100 people trying to rent that apartment. Wow. And who's going to get it? The you know the person with the 750 credit score mm-hmm. or and you know who's making forty bucks an hour? It's not going to be low-income people who are going to get those vacancies. So for the low-income people who are in their apartments now and don't ever want to move or don't have a need for a bigger apartment or whatever, mm-hmm. you know they don't have more kids, so they need something bigger. Um, it's it probably helps them a little bit, right? Because their rent's going to be stable; they won't get a big rent increase. But um, for anybody who's coming to the city or who needs to move, it, it's going to be a disaster for those people. All right, let's take some phone calls at 651-289-4488. Daniel in St. Paul. What's your question, Daniel? Yeah, I'm, I'm listening to this, and I didn't do a lot of research on this. You know, I've heard about it through a bunch of friends. You know, uh, I know Will. Uh, I'm a, a realtor and a broker in St. Paul myself. I've got rental properties. And I'm thinking about people that want to game the system, okay? And I'm thinking about if if this goes into effect, I'm a person where I've got money, I could rent, I could stay there, and then I can go out and buy myself another property, rent it myself, and then become part of the rent control deal myself. What keeps people from doing that? And then, like you like you were talking about before, uh, how do they determine who gets this apartment? And if the city is going to maintain this or monitor this, how the heck are they going to police it when they can't even police what they've got going on now? Thanks, Daniel. Appreciate that. Will? Well, they will have to hire new people to administer this. Of course they will. <laughs> it, it's, and nobody knows exactly are they going to be in DSI or or or, or who what department they're going to work under. Are there uh, are there kickbacks? Like in other rent control cities, there's a person who – of the 100 people who are waiting to get that apartment, it's going to be the person with the, the high credit score and the good income. Uh, do they slip the landlord money in cash that that is not then reported or part of the system? That had not occurred to me, but I'm certain that's a possibility. I'm, well, if it's competitive right. and people want to live where they want to live and you got the means, you're not going to let rules get in your way. Sure. Well, well I've the, been watching Billions a lot lately. Have you seen the show Billions? I have not seen it's that. It's colored my whole way of thinking about the world. Well, so the, uh, the closest thing to compare it to is the Soviet Union, right? So, wow. So 
in, in I the agree. Soviet, well, in the Soviet Union, uh, they had a limit on what farmers could charge for food, so that created a black market in food. So, like, I'm not sure what proportion, but the black market was huge. Although I guess we're supposed to say underground, the underground market sure. was huge in in the Soviet Union. Michael in Apple Valley, what's your thought, Michael? Yes, thanks for taking my call this afternoon. Fire away. You know, I always seem to have a, a problem when there's a third party deciding how to deal with somebody's property. It always seems to be rife with disincentives. I mean, why am I going to want to have a building if somebody's going to be able to come in and tell me how to run my property? It's my property. I had to break rock and sweat and, and build the thing. And then somebody's going to come in and tell me how to run it. Let the free market uh, take care of it. And for the people like Joe Biden and the Barack Obama types, hey, you guys got lots of money. Why don't you open up your own wallet and build Freetown where everything's free? Buildings, food, clothing. But they're easy to, it's easy to spend someone else's money. I'll leave it at that. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate it. I happen to agree. So the the problem with St. Paul is that we don't necessarily have a completely free market there because there's so many barriers to entry for, through zoning to building new products. So that's that's where you get shortages is because it's difficult to build new. Why are you a Democrat again? <laughs> uh, well, there's some reasons. <laughs> Not related to rent control. Can you uh, – we're up against the break. Can you stay one more segment? Sure. Keep talking about this. We'll bring Danny Thomas in, and uh, uh, he might not know a lot about rent control, but but he's a very smart guy, so I, th- I think he'll be able to participate. Um, it's it's a fascinating topic, and it always blows my mind that when you can logically game out how things are going to go, and you can look at other cities where, where that has taken place – how that doesn't matter to people who are pushing for something and how people get emotionally invested into what they feel is the right answer and does not matter how many facts you show them, they're still committed to like this being the way the problem gets solved, even if a problem doesn't exist. Well, they so, have their own facts. Because right. that, that study is out there that the that gets from the U did, the Cura study. Um, and, and the Cura study says that rent control will will be perfect for and solve all our problems. All right. More on this when we come back. Jack Times X show on AM twelve eight of the Patriots, six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. Some people treat investing like a game, but Marcus by Goldman Sachs approaches investing in a smart way with digitally managed portfolios that leverage Goldman Sachs strategies. So, do you want to play games, or do you want your money to work smart? You can money. Visit Marcus.com to learn more about saving, borrowing, and investing from Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Investing involves risk, and investments may lose value. Brokerage and investment advisory services by Goldman Sachs & Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Lending and deposits products provided by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Member FDIC. Are you stuck in a timeshare you want out of? Tired of wasting thousands of dollars a year on maintenance fees and mortgage payments? Call now to get a free consultation and discover how to legally cancel your timeshare. The professionals at the Titan Exit Group are timeshare termination experts. In fact, they are so confident they can get you released from your timeshare, they offer a 100% money-back guarantee. If your timeshare is not canceled, you owe nothing. There's nothing to lose but the headaches and payments. Call the Titan Exit Group for your free consultation now. 800-200-0894. That's 800-200-0894. The call is free. The information is free. So don't wait. Call 800-200-0894. The Titan Exit Group has 100% five-star ratings with the Better Business Bureau. You can trust you'll get the best exit options in the first free call. Call now. 800-200-0894. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. 
That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. Holiday guests can stress out your home. Get ready with help from Air Mechanical. Make sure the heat stays on with a furnace tune-up now. A new tankless water heater will ensure you don't give your relatives the cold shoulder. Have Air Mechanical's plumbers do a preventative drain cleaning. AMI's electrical pros can install outdoor lighting for safety in the dark, plus a garage heater just in case you need an in-law escape room. Air Mechanical, your holiday helper. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. Happy, happy, happy 20th anniversary. AM Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.